Welcome to Filled with His Love. Okay, so this episode is a little different than the others. I want to take you on a little world tour. Today we'll go to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and to Kinshasa, DR Congo in Africa. Both of these cities are densely populated. Both now have temples. And the church is flourishing in these two cities in a marvelous way. My wife and I visited Sao Paulo and Kinshasa when I was serving as Sunday School General President. I thought of two experiences we had in these unique places that I want to share with you. The first one occurred in Kinshasa. We had just finished a stake conference in their large stake center, and I have never, and I mean never, seen so many people packed into a church building. Members were standing in the hallways, in the aisles, between the seats. It was amazing. A 14-year-old young man was asked to bear his testimony. He stood to the podium with total confidence and began bearing witness of the Restoration, Book of Mormon, and the Prophet Joseph. He recognized at one point that it was time for him to end, but he just couldn't stop. He said, quote, I know, I know I need to end my talk, but I just need to say once again, one more time, how certain I am that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God, and that he saw God the Father and his Son Jesus Christ, and that he helped to restore the true church to the earth. Oh, now I know I really need to stop, but I need to tell you again how sure I am that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God, and that Thomas S. Monson is our living prophet. He just couldn't stop. He actually didn't take much more time than he was allotted, but his eagerness to keep testifying was something I had never before seen in a 14-year-old boy. He left us all breathless. The whole meeting was equally stirring. The music was something like I've never heard before. If you've heard an African choir sing, you've, you'll know what I mean. It's just amazing. The talks could not have been better. They could have been given in the conference center at General Conference as far as I was concerned. Of the more than 1,000 people present, about half of them were not yet members of the church. Think of that. There were 1,000 people there, and maybe 500 of them were not yet baptized. They were meeting with the missionaries. So my wife and I walked up to these three young men in the parking lot just to get acquainted and introduced ourselves. We said, how long have you been members of the church? And, oh, they said, we're not members of the church yet but we will soon be baptized. We were going to be baptized today, but they had state conference, so we had to postpone our baptism until next week. Then I asked, well, so what draws you to the church? What, what's different about this church that makes you want to get baptized? The first young man said, oh, well, it's, it's the teaching. Now, this is not what I expected him to say. As Sunday School General President, I had been called to improve learning and teaching in the church, and here was a soon-to-be-baptized member who was saying that the thing that really attracted him to the church was the quality of teaching. I knew I wanted to record this encounter as, when he said that. I thought, I've got to get this in video. She whipped out her phone and began to take the video. I'm, I'm going to share with you the audio portion right now of that video. We had been speaking French during that whole meeting because they speak French in Kinshasa, but because they wanted to practice their English, we spoke English with them. So 
you, you might have a little bit of difficulty understanding their English, but I will clarify a few things after I play the video. So I'm not going to play the whole thing, but well, I think I will. I'll play the whole video. It's not too long. I just want you to hear this. It's pretty amazing. So you say the teaching is different in the Church of Jesus Christ of Veterans Day? How is it different? Yeah, because first of all, the way of teaching. Yeah, the way of teaching. Yeah, here they allow anyone to ask questions. Yeah. But when I was praying before, you came and asked a question. If the pastor say, not the pastor, but if the teacher say something, you know, you know, say something. No questions. Yeah. So here the teaching is more for you and for you and for you. All different, right? Whatever you need. Yeah. Have you noticed that too? The teaching is different? Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I think everything, everything is very different. Yeah. What, is, what else is different? Different about, I mean, here I, I get advantage to know many things. I, I mean, my life, I never know it. Yeah. yeah. But here I know. I know the book of Mormon. Yeah. And uh, I read it every time. And uh, I make sure for myself it's very weak. Yes. It's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm about the plane of salvation. Yeah. The plane of salvation. You know, I was ignoring it because I didn't know it. When I came here, they showed me where I came from and what, I'm, what am I doing here in this world and where am I going to. Yeah. And, and, and also, we we try to mention that the Prophet uh, Thomas Monson is uh, really a true man of God. Yes. Because we, we know we're living with uh, the living prophets. Which, which other churches don't have. Huh? Yes, yeah, right, That's right. And we, we, we try to use the Book of Mormon. Uh, many churches here don't use it. Right, that's right. Yeah. That's great. So again, that's the doctrine of covenants. The doctrine of covenants. I read Revelation in the Bible. Yeah. I couldn't figure out about uh, the seal, seven seals in yes. the Bible. Yeah. When I read Doctrine and Covenants 77, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. They, they explain about, that. Yeah, they explain that. Yeah. And that's really, is. yeah, tell, you know, yeah. That's why I said that the church seemed to be true. Yeah. yeah. No, God, what is this? Is it You probably got most of it, but I was intrigued with their description of our teaching in the church. Remember that the new youth curriculum, Come Follow Me, had just been released, and we were trying to help teachers see that straight lecturing was not a good idea in gospel teaching. And here was this young man, unprompted, saying that his favorite thing about the church was that you could ask questions. Then they bore witness of the Book of Mormon and the living prophet, and that this was the first time he had heard about the plan of salvation, and that he was particularly impressed with D&C 77, that explained the meaning of the seven seals in the book of Revelation. Not yet baptized, and they could cite a section of the Doctrine and Covenants. I'm not sure how many lifelong members could identify Section 77 as the section that explains the seven seals. For many reasons, as I look back on that encounter, 
I believe it was a divine rendezvous. I heard this term the other day in the temple. Elder J. Jensen, a former General Authority 70, used the term to describe the tender mercies that bring people together in the temple. We were not in the temple in Kinshasa. It hadn't been built yet. But I believe we were supposed to come together with those young men that day. I used that video in multiple trainings, and it always lifted people. Now, let's fly from Kinshasa to Sao Paulo. By the way, that would be a very long flight. We were in a training meeting in Sao Paulo. The stake center was full, almost as full as it had been in Kinshasa. But these members were all teachers or leaders, nearly all of them adults. The new Come Follow Me curriculum for youth had been released only months before we arrived. While I was conducting my portion of the training, I asked if someone would like to come to the podium and give their impressions of the new curriculum. A young man, 14 years old, was seated right in front of me, right in front of the podium on the front row. And before anyone else could preempt him, he walked briskly to the microphone and began speaking. I thought that maybe he had accompanied perhaps his parents, uh, who were leaders or teachers in the church there. But as he began to speak, I understood that he himself was the Ward Sunday School president, a 14-year-old boy. Now, a brief flashback. One of the first tasks I was given as Sunday School general president was to help revise the sections of the church handbook on the Sunday School and the section on learning and teaching in the church. The handbook did not require that a Ward Sunday School president hold the Melchizedek priesthood. And I wondered about that. I, I told my counselors, well, that means a 12-year-old deacon could be a ward Sunday school president. But it was determined that we should leave that kind of flexibility up to local leaders. Now back to the podium with this young Sunday school president. As he was speaking, I thought he might be one of the strongest Sunday school presidents in the church. Again, I wanted a video of this encounter, so I asked the stake president if we could visit in his office with these two young men, the, the Sunday school presidency, basically, a 14-year-old president and a 12-year-old deacon as his second counselor. I realize that most of you listening do not speak Portuguese, and so I will not play this whole video, but I will play just a little bit of it, and then I'll give you the script of what they said, just to give you a feeling for these two young men. Que Otávio e Adriel, como vai o novo currículo? Vem e segue-me. É, eu gostei muito do currículo porque ele não trabalha só com as escrituras, ele nos dá outro meio, outros meios de ensino e outros lugares onde nós possamos adquirir mais conhecimento. Como a semana passada eu tive a oportunidade de dar aula para os jovens do RM e nós usamos ali a Rona e os vídeos que tem no LDS. So here's a brief summary of what they said. Adriel started out, I am the Sunday school president, and he's my counselor. We've been together for three months, and we have felt a great difference because before we were quite insecure teaching a lesson, but now with this new calling and through the scriptures and through prayer and fasting, we are more comfortable teaching other people. I work with the teachers. This is what this Sunday school, 14-year-old boy, and I'm always in contact with the stake Sunday school president. He has been giving me instruction. 
I interview teachers together with my branch president so we can know what their challenges are. Then we help them learn how to teach their classes. I love this. I mean, this 14-year-old kid saying, I help these teachers learn how to teach classes better. I bear my testimony that I know this church is true, that the Lord Jesus Christ lives, that this is the only true church on the face of the earth. This is this 14-year-old again. I thank the Lord for the opportunity to serve as Sunday school president. I also bear my testimony that Sunday school is very important for the church because there is nothing better than to be among friends teaching the Lord's word so we can return and live with him again. I've got to say that sentence again. Listen to this, this young man. There is nothing better than to be among friends teaching the Lord's word so we can return and live with him once again. So this is my testimony, and I leave it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Then his counselor, 12 years old, said, I bear my testimony that I know that everything that is being explained here is true. I am grateful for having the first calling as second counselor in the Sunday school, because I can teach my friends what I know about Jesus Christ through my own knowledge and through the Come Follow Me curriculum. And this is my testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I view this meeting with these two young men as another example of a divine rendezvous. I don't think it was a random event that those two young men were called to those positions, that they attended the meeting that evening, and that Adriel came to the podium to speak to that large audience. Elder Bednar has taught that there are no coincidences in the work of the Lord. Our encounter in that meeting with those two young men was not random. Neither was our meeting with those three young men in the parking lot of the Kinshasa building. God brings us together to get his work done. He helps us be in the right place at the right time so we can join with each other to build each other up, to build up Zion. I hope you will reflect on your own divine rendezvous. When have you felt that God has put you together with someone? That you will recognize God's hand in these encounters and that you will find ways to work together with those you meet to fulfill the purposes that God has for you in your life. It's been great to be with you. See you next time.